0: We're at the end of the island with Junior Rowing News.
1: Ready for rhythm. In two. In one. Rhythm. Now. Hello and welcome back to the end of the island podcast. Observant listeners will note at this point that I'm in fact not Fergus. Mainline Fergus is actually moving house this weekend. So we wish him all the very best of luck with that. And I will do my very best to stand in for him in his absence. I'm glad today, though, to be joined for this Henley Women's Regatta wrap-up special by Rosie Oates from our team here at JRN, Phoebe Horan, rower at Headington School, Oxford, Naomi Rich is the incoming chair for Henley Women's Regatta next year, Joseph Salter, Cox at UL Boat Club, and Mary Oakes from Shiplake College Boat Club. But before we jump into all of that exciting Henley Women's stuff, let's first jump over to Tom for his Euros Corner.
0: So here we are for the penultimate edition of Tom's Euro Corner. Again, didn't manage to make the podcast recording for this week as it was all about Henley women's. But happy to update you all if you hadn't heard and were living under a rock about the European Championship football scores. So let's go straight to Friday, the 2nd of July. Two quarterfinals that occurred: Switzerland, Spain, and Belgium, Italy. In the former, went all the way to penalties with Spain prevailing three one. Unai Simon, the hero of the hour. Belgium, Italy, Italy going into a two goal lead before being pegged back to 2 1 by a Romelu Lukaku penalty, but Italy held on to take the win. Skip forward to Saturday, Denmark seeing off the Czech Republic 2 1, but the real story, if you happen to live in England, was of course the defeat of the Ukraine by four goals nil. Probably the most comfortable I've ever been as an England fan watching a major tournament quarter final. Move forward then to last night, which is obviously I'm recording this on Wednesday morning, just ahead of. ...of the England-Denmark semi-final. Last night, Italy won, Spain won. Although the scoreline was relatively modest, it doesn't actually reflect the quality of the game. Scintillating football from both sides. And actually, Spain were probably unlucky not to take the game uh, in extra time. But in the end, Italy prevailed 4-2 on penalties. Alvaro Morata, the much maligned former Chelsea striker, missing the crucial spot kick... And thus consigning Spain to a defeat in the semi-final. So if we make it through to Sunday's final, and will it be England or will it be Denmark who join them?
1: A big thank you to Tom for sending in his latest update from the football. And just before we jump in, let's just take a moment to thank our sponsor, Fulham Reach Pro Club. Fulham Reach Pro Club is a charity that exists to deliver rowing for all. They believe that everyone in society should have the chance to get on the water and learn the true meaning of teamwork, focus and confidence. Each year they help over a 1,000 local state school children, ex-prisoners from five institutions and more than 200 members of the local community to get onto the water and take part in this incredible sport. If you'd like to support their vision by becoming a friend of Film Reach Boat Club, please do head to the website and check out club.co.uk forward slash friend. And now all that's out of the way, I'm delighted to welcome you all to this episode of the podcast. I've certainly had a fantastic time over the weekend at Regret, I'm sure you all did too. And Naomi, if I come to you first, there was no Helen Women's in 2020 there wasn't much at all in 2020. So just just talk me through some of the challenges of getting it getting it set up once again.
2: The challenges of getting it set up once again. Well, we had obviously a fantastic um, track record of running a wonderful event that people enjoy. And it's about making sure that we get everyone on the start line um, each year feeling good, feeling confident. I mean, we're competitor centric, that's the key to, to what we do is making sure that everything is right for the competitors and the coaches um to put in their best performances on the day. So we had to do a fair amount um to make sure that we were okay to run the event this year. Obviously with all the different lockdown levels that have gone on, um we planned it to be able to run it in this lockdown level. We kind of, I suppose, foresaw that we might not be totally free um by the time the regatta was going on. So we made sure we put it in place to, to be able to run it at this level. I think we're on are we level three now rather than level four, which is full out and back to whatever the new normal might be. Um, so we were in conversation with um, Woking County Council, we were in conversation with British Rowing, with all the relevant people that we needed to make sure that we were doing everything by the rules, by the book. Um, and we put up quite a few signs around the site, um, which we are very, very grateful to all coaches, athletes and volunteers and um, that they... Pretty much always did as they were told. Um, although I think that the no shouting, no cheering was really hard to to enforce. But people did um, did listen and and did pay attention. Um, but it was it was really our passion and our you know drive to get the regatta back to the regatta we love. And there were a few changes, as you may have noticed, over the weekend in terms of the split site, the competitor zone, the the um expectator zone. Um, so we did it. We did make a few changes, but I think it all ran very smoothly. What were your thoughts? What did you think?
1: Absolutely perfect. So I completely agree. I think the event went went fantastically well. And Rosa, I don't know about you. I was down there on the Friday. You were there all weekend. And the thing that stood out to me and actually looking through some of the photos from the weekend as well is everyone's smiling. Like in every photo I see, everyone's absolutely grinning. So just talk me through sort of the atmosphere of being back in Henley and getting back down there.
3: Yeah, so I was there all weekend and this is the first year, so I have rode at Henny Women's three times. This is the first year I was there just as a spectator in the junior row news and you're absolutely right. I mean, I had some amazing conversations. On the finals day actually, I was sat at the finish and I bumped into Enniskillen Boat Club, all the really enthusiastic Northern Irish parents, and then I bumped into Yarm Boat Club and they were just so interested in what was going on and asking me all these questions about what race we were on and like all this stuff, making sure I knew how to spell Yarm just in case they did really well. Um, And just, I mean, Henny Women's has always had a really special place for me in my heart but also just it's so friendly and I was glad that despite with Covid we managed they managed to keep you guys managed to keep that going Um, and that you know I know the no cheering thing uh, was slightly enforced but it was nice everyone clapping for each other and just yeah just really nice to be there and so glad it happened no complaints <laughs> glowing review yeah
1: <laughs> encouraging stuff absolutely and I guess let's, let's let's sort of move on to the bulk of this episode let's look back at the racing and what happened over the weekend and Joseph if I come to you first preparing for Henley women's is always quite a journey it's always something to aspire to obviously we've got extra challenges this year with Covid and universities are sort of becoming more of a hotspot for Covid at the moment so just talk me through how you prepared for Henley and some of the challenges that you faced along the way
4: uh sure so uh I think the one of the biggest uh, challenges we faced was just being like a not separate boat club so we had our men's squad and our women's squad train together all the time and we had bucks uh just the weekend before um and we came back from bucks and we all you know shifted uh the whole squad back to London and back to a boathouse that's rented and used by all the different collegiate boat clubs as well as um school children come and use it as well and so it's just a yeah it can be an absolute hotspot for covid so we had to sort of separate ourselves and separate the women's squad from the men's squad and that's tricky itself when um then they actually live together as well so uh we've had to separate in their in their bedrooms or in uh, their living room and or even you know move out of their house for a few days to give the women's squad space so they can train uh, and i think the men spent the whole week on the erg actually just so the uh, the women could uh, <laughs> actually train
1: and phoebe if i bounce to you the challenges at university are slightly different from the challenges perhaps a school program talk me through just how headington prepared for henley and again the challenges that you faced doing that
5: yeah i think it all basically started during lockdown um our goal was to maintain a club culture and community so all our sessions were done on zoom online just trying to make sure that i think everyone still feels that level of team effort because on race day that's what's going to carry through the hard part of the race and then between that schools and obviously Henley women's, just trying to develop boat speed, little skills swapping from the sculling to the sweep, um, just overall developing our skill range and uh, moving together as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Mary, it comes to the day itself. You get down to Henley. The booms look terrifying on the water. What? As you get on the water, how do you want to feel? your race? How do you sort of prepare as a squad to go out and do what you did, which was win win at Henley Women's?
6: Um, as a squad, I think we kind of trusted the training that had been done behind, behind the scenes. And when we got there, it was almost like we just had to block out all the nerves and just race as we know we can um, and had the confidence to just believe in. And obviously with all the booms and everything, it was kind of scary with the scenes, but... I think we just had to block out the nerves and just trust the training that we've done behind it. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. And sort of coming on from national schools where you had a win there, did that put you in good stead, or did you sort of feel the added pressure of that going into the race? Um,
6: it definitely boosted our confidence because going into NAT schools, no one really had any idea how we were gonna do. Like we didn't even think that we were going to make a final, like that would have been an achievement. But after after coming out on top at Nat Schools, um, it kind of gave us that confidence to know that we've beat these people before and that we can do it again if we had a race and rode our best.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And Joseph, not quite National Schools, but perhaps Bucks. Obviously, you had some racing experience under your belt, or the crew did, at least a few a few weeks prior. Again, what sort of mindset does that put you in? Did you feel the added pressure having performed at Bucks or was there... Was it sort of a totally separate race of totally separating out the mentalities? Um well
4: it was it uh, was quite a tricky one for me. Uh over the Bucks weekend I was with the women's first day and the men's first day actually. And um the women came we got silver in the uh, in the Champ eight final to Brooks, but our inter eight, the which made up the bulk of our handy women's ACA eight, um, they won, like quite convincingly. So myself and the two girls who are eligible from the first day went into the ACA eight and it was like it suddenly became just this really small four-day uh project before we shipped out to henley and i think i found it like yeah quite pressured because it was it's was sort of like i have to go in there and make it go faster now um so that so yeah it was it was quite a condensed uh condensed project condensed experience but um yeah we just sort of just took each session as it came and just tried to improve the process just a little bit each time um but yeah there was a bit of pressure with the with the interate. Already having one before, you know, there was pressure to actually achieve that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And talking of small projects, Phoebe, Headington, obviously, at national schools there was no eight in sight. Perhaps perhaps the biggest shock for any commentators talking is like, where is it heading to eight? And then it suddenly appeared at Helling Women's and performed really well, sort of as much as you can. So where did that sort of transition come from? What was it like switching switching boats, switching disciplines, all that kind of thing?
5: To be honest, I don't think any of us had a clue where it came from, um, but it was exciting to be able to do it. I think lots of us do enjoy sweeping um, and just having the chance to have a go out and go at it uh yeah we weren't sure how it was gonna go when we were racing it we were we knew that we could be fast but it was just how fast everyone else would be but you can only affect your own boat speed so if we rode our best race then that was just the goal we were going out to do
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely and i guess let's zoom in on these races now the three of you on here have come away from the weekend pretty well i'd say having having won your events That's a pretty good result so mary if i come to you first lining up on the final what was going through your head? Did you have a race plan to execute? Were you going out? Were you sort of fly and die? Or was there sort of a much more considered plan in place?
6: Um, so we did have a race plan. And based off previous races and how we performed, it was to go off harder on the start. Um, because obviously racing side by side is a lot different to racing in a six lane race. Because we knew that if we got up against a competition on the start, then it would be easier mentally to maintain that and push off them for the rest of the race. So that's what we aimed to do. Um, and we executed that plan really well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Joseph, I guess in the driving seat um, down the Henley course, no pressure there at all. Um,
4: what we calls?
1: Was, was the plan again to go off hard at of the start or did you know that you had the momentum to come through in the latter parts of the race?
4: Yeah, well, um, what we've been what we've been working on um, over the course of the the heats and the the uh, quarter and the semi was um, was just working on that first ninety seconds. We were trying really hard on just staying really internal and sort of firing off our our torpedo tube, as it were, and just trying to trying to send off our boat as fast as we can without without thinking about anything else. Uh, which, yeah, as Mary said, when you when you get out there on the start line and there's all the noise, and we we even had the flyby come over the top when we. Uh, in 200 metres in or something which was uh it's quite scary actually I had no idea what it was um, but uh but yeah we we just tried to execute a really sort of internal race plan um and just try and you know work on ourselves rather than think about who was next to us mm,
1: absolutely and certainly standing on the bank on the Friday and then watching watching remotely over the weekend. There were some really, really exciting races. One that stood out to me, probably went like this: Joseph was the uh, UL Imperial Academic Aspirational Force final. I thought that was really really exciting. Have, after Imperial, so a little bit of a wiggle off the start, they managed to come back through and break and break you up. I'm interested to hear if anyone else has got some sort of favourite races. So, Naomi, if I come to you, was there anything that stood out to you over the weekend?
2: I think rather than a, a particular race that stood out, um, we were all um, absolutely, you know, really impressed with the standard of this year's racing um it was it was phenomenal, considering how little people have been able to go out on the water together and train together for you know good solid few months it was It was absolutely incredible um and so it was the quality of the rowing the quality of the racing and also the professionalism of all the athletes and the coaches um I think was just yeah just blew us away really. Um congratulations to all of you because it, it, it whether you were there, you know, competing and, and didn't get the result you wanted or whether you did get the result you wanted, it was just absolutely, you know, exceptional in the way that everything was delivered by the athletes and the coaches.
1: Mm, absolutely I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think I think professionalism is is exactly the word for it. I think everyone everyone was delighted to be back racing and really embraced that opportunity. Um but Rosie, you were our eyes and ears on the ground through the week you supposedly had your finger right on the pulse of racing over the weekend. So are there any crews, any races that stood out to you as being a cut above the rest?
3: Um, so, because I was dotted all around the course over the weekend, and obviously when you're on site, you can't see the end if you're at the finish, if you're at the start. But um, there was a really good Tideway Scholars, marlow J16 quad race in the semis um, that was just fantastic. And there was a couple, that, all of the J8s um, semifinals were just brilliant the Skillen and then LEH Headington uh, were both very very good races um so those are those are my those are my three standout ones I think but like you said everyone's just rowing their absolute best it was amazing to watch
1: mm, mm, absolutely and and the three the three athletes on the call um you're not allowed to pick your own races that is absolutely banned uh but Joes of come to you first any 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 race that's out to you as being particularly exciting
4: uh, well I um I had the privilege and honour of coaching the United Hospitals uh Academic Eight that uh went out to the UL B eight on the uh on the Friday and um sorry, on the on the Saturday. And uh I believe I've heard it said that the United Hospitals eight led UL off the start, so I'll count that as the best race of the of the weekend for I me th- I think that's pretty fair
1: Phoebe any, any particular races that sit out
5: I think anything that has that Brooks Champ 8 involved is amazing they're such an inspiration I think amongst Junior rowing, just to look up to them because they just dominate it they turn up and it's like Brooks are there And their confidence that they portrayed throughout the whole race was just insane especially in their final
4: Mm,
1: absolutely i think i think just picking up on that i think having that whole range of athletes at an event is something really special going right from the j16s right up to the sharp end of athletes going off to paris hopefully in a few years time I think it's really something a really unique thing for athletes to be able to experience and for me on the back to be able to experience as well. Um, But Mary, let's round it off. Anything that stood out to you over the weekend?
6: Um, Unfortunately, I didn't really get much chance to watch any of the racing because of the finals. It was just back and forth. But I did manage to see one of the Brooks 8 finals again. And I I agree with that and think that they are outstanding and it was really entertaining to watch. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. I I should disclose that we are absolutely not sponsored by Brooks here. This is all just impartial, impartial fanning over their programme. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think the results stood for themselves. I think there were perhaps a couple of surprises um along the way, but Rosie and I had a little bit of a sweepstakes earlier in the week as to who would win. Um pleased to know that we both picked Shiplake in the junior quad, so that was that was exciting.
3: But that was the on, only was that, that was the, the be, only sorry. the only result we agreed on.
1: Uh, the junior eights, Rosie picked Heddington. you'll be pleased to know I picked L E H, which was clearly a poor choice, um given given how things turned out. Uh, and Joseph, in your in your you'll be pleased to know that I did pick you were, well for the aspiration of wars. Um Rosie over here chose Newcastle for some strange reason. I c I can't quite fathom that. Um but I think
3: I it's they were yeah. No, I was going to say, they were they were doing very well. I don't want to... <laughs> Newcastle were great. Fergus,
1: <laughs> Fergus will, be having a, will be turning in his grey if he can hear what's <laughs> happening here with Newcastle. But absolutely, I think, I think the results across the weekend, they spoke for themselves. I think, just to sort of sum up what we've all said here, the racing was fantastic. I think everyone just loved being back down on the water and back, especially on the Henley course as well. And for spectators that were down there or those watching remotely, I think just seeing things back in action again is, is really refreshing. You know, we haven't had the chance to see people racing down the Henley course since 2019 at the Royal. It's been far, far too long. So to see it in play again is, is I think, really, really exciting. Um, but Rosie, let's come to you. Let's wrap this up. I hear you have a quiz for us to test our knowledge of Henley Women's Riata.
3: I do. I have two slightly easier ones and then one that's a bit difficult, which is be a guessing game. So I'll start with a nice easy one. What year did Henley Women's start?
2: I know that one. I guess it's that one. <laughs> 1988.
3: Yep, yeah, correct. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and then, this is a true or false one. Uh, Henley Woman's Regatta used to be rowed the opposite way. Is that true or false? Used to go from where Henley Royal finishes. I think it's line. true. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Is that true or false? I'm
2: not sure.
5: Why not? Where would you come up with that question? <laughs> right? Because I <laughs> suppose the
2: races and the boat race are the opposite way around, so some might have been
3: don't know, mm-hmm. maybe. So or, originally, uh, in 1988, they rode the opposite direction and they were allowed to rode the entire course. And then somewhere along the way, there's no specific date, it did change to the other way around. That's really it's interesting.
1: Very interesting. Mm.
3: So, yeah, there you go. And then I've got one that's a bit of a guessing one. So this year, who had the most finalists? From which club was the most finalists? No. I'd love to say the you. End. Uh, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> you can say your own clubs. No judgment.
4: It's definitely well. It's yeah. either U L or Tideway Scholars. I would I have said Tideway, Tideway scholars. scholars.
3: Yeah, it was Tideway Scholars. Anyone want to have a guess at how many finalists they had?
1: I reckon they had eight. I, I, I should. I saw Kieran's post the other day, and he listed all the finalists, so I should know this. But I reckon mm-hmm. at least six.
3: You'd be bang on. They had six. <laughs> And then as a bonus one, does anyone want to guess how many they won? Again, this is not sponsored by Tideway Scholars. This is just... Four, <laughs> potentially. Yeah,
2: they so good. I should know that. I gave out the trophies, but it was such a whirlwind just today. <laughs> 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 oh, it was, that was That was wonderful. So I have go. to say, handing out all the trophies with, with Miriam yeah. um, to all the, all the people that had won was just... I couldn't stop smiling. Just sharing that little moment of joy that they all had mm-hmm. with them was... was well with, with you lovely people on the call as well on the, on the podcast as well. It's, it was fantastic, and um, being able to share that with you and, and see your smiles um, when you sort of got your hands
1: on those medals and trophies. Always good to walk away with something something metal. It's a, it's a, it's a I think it's a good sign of a of a, of a of a good weekend's work if you can walk away with something in your hands absolutely um rosie thank you for a quiz i think that's the best i've ever done in a quiz so we'll we'll definitely be having you back on again to make me look smart in front of the viewers um but thank you everyone for for joining us today just a couple of quick messages before we leave first of all over the next two so two three weeks uh dan spring fat scholar will be releasing all of his olympic previews he's written over forty thousand words of analysis ahead of the game so Keep an eye on juniornews.com for those. And also, by the time this comes out on Tuesday, our recruitment window for the 2021-2022 season will be open. So do head on over to juniornews.com forward slash apply to join our writing team for the year coming. But that's it. That's everything from us here at the end of the island. A huge thank you to Fulham Reach Boat Club for sponsoring this episode. And I'm sure we'll see you all again very soon. <laughs>